Welcome to Smashing the Plateau. We help you get unstuck so you can do what you love and get paid what you're worth consistently. I'm your host, David Schreiner Khan. At the end of the day, we are all similar. We all go through similar challenges. We all go through similar inner talk about how good or bad or inadequate we are. Today on episode 502 of Smashing the Plateau, I'm here with Manuj Agarwal, the CEO of Tetra Noodle Technologies. I'm going to ask Manuj about the growth path he followed that built a unique combination of technical and mindset skills and much more. Find out more about Manuj along with all of our previous episodes at smashingtheplateau.com. Now, before we get into our discussion, I want to tell you a little bit about our friends at SiteHub. If you want to use cutting-edge digital thinking combined with top-notch industry expertise to build your website, contact SiteHub at yoursitehub.com. Now let's welcome Manuj Agarwal. Manuj is an entrepreneur, investor, and CTO of Tetra Noodle a software consulting company that helps startup founders with tech projects. Manuj started his career at the age of 15, working in a factory for 12 hours a day, six days a week, earning a cool $2 per day. Manuj, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, Thank you for having me on the show. So, um, yeah, so starting your career at $2 per day, working 12 hours a day, six days a week, to me, that sounds pretty grueling. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and particularly for those of us who, who have grown up in, uh, in the West, you know, in my case, in, in the U.S., I certainly didn't start my career like this. I'd love to hear a little bit about your story first, what it was like and how you managed to become first an employee and then an entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah, uh, definitely. It was grueling work. And, you know, the reason why I had, uh, you know, I had to figure out how to reinvent myself was because of the grueling work. So in a way, when I look back, you know, that was sort of the stimulus I needed to to shake myself in the core and say, okay, you know, what uh, what else am I capable of and what else can I, uh, you know, build for myself in life? And uh, that was the core motivation for me. Basically, you know, when I was going through that, uh, that time, it was quite hard life. And what I realized was I had nothing else but my own sort of education and brains and, and knowledge. And that is the only resource I had uh, control of. And I could leverage that to uh, figure things out and start to build a career out of uh, out of something. And so one thing led to another, uh, you know, computers were just sort of coming up at that time. And I managed to en- enroll myself uh, after much difficulty into a, a computer programming course, which was the turning point in my life. Uh, I basically just fell in love with programming and being an introvert, you know, uh, generally, uh, you know, software engineers are introverts. So we don't like to talk to people as much as we'd like to talk to machines because, you know, machines don't talk, talk back and they just uh, do exactly what you ask them to do. So it's it's a very uh, good one way relationship that way. So I fell in love with computers. Uh, you know, I, I excelled in programming. And when I came over to the West, I basically got a job very quickly. Uh, within two months of arriving in North America, I got a job as a junior programmer. But then, you know, I didn't know the culture. I didn't know the language very well and and whatever reasons they were. But within three months, I got fired from the first job. And so, you know, that then it really hit me hard that, you know, I really have to figure things out at a deeper level. 
so that I don't uh, go through the similar pain again in North America as well, whatever I went through in, in India growing up. And so, you know, I started a, a small consulting company. I didn't want to sort of rely on other people and give my uh, control of my life to other people. So I started a consulting company where rather than being an employee, I was working with multiple companies, providing my expertise, providing support on the technology side. And and that's how it sort of grew where I was able to work with multiple clients and I provided you know a lot of value in terms of uh, building up their companies, fixing their technology, saving them from disasters. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's sort of the story of my life. And here we are talking on this podcast uh, and I'm currently working with uh, with multiple startups as a technology executive, as a CTO and uh, building a lot of value for them. So you, you say so your career as an employee was relatively short lived. You've mostly since you've been in North America, you've mostly been an entrepreneur. Yeah, I will say if I look back, you know, starting from 15 years of age, I guess I was uh, an employee for roughly like nine, 10 years. And then um, from that point onwards, so I've been I've been uh, entrepreneur for about uh, 20 years. So, OK, OK. And of the nine years, what percent of it was in India and what percent of it was in North America? I think North America was just under two or three years, no more than that. OK. All right. Yeah. So, right. So primarily an entrepreneur in North America. And yeah. as someone who who's an introvert, mm-hmm. how did you figure out the the part of business that requires you to interact with other people, particularly when it comes to marketing and selling? Yeah, uh, it's a th- that's another interesting story. So, you know, the foundation was laid when I was working in the factory because in the factory, you know, you ha- you had to deal with a lot of people from different walks of life. Uh, so, you know, bank employees, government agencies and all that stuff. So, you know, even though me, I may not be directly interacting with them, but I observed other people, how they interact and how they carry out their business. I, I was, you know, sort of drawn to that sort of just learning subconsciously how these things work. But then, you know, as I started in my career, Again, since I was an introvert, I just thought, you know, I, I don't I don't really need to know all that stuff. As long as I do my technical work, everything should work out. And that was true for the initial part of the of the career. But as I sort of started taking more leadership roles, more I started rising in my career, I realized that communication is one of the key skills that I need to cultivate. And so from from that point onward, it was sort of like hit and trial. I was very shy, awkward and and, uh, you know, as I said, like, I didn't know the language very well. I mean, I knew English, but, you know, there are subtle, uh, subtle ways uh, people uh, use certain words, certain phrases, uh, all the puns and the, and the body language and all those subtle things I didn't realize. And, um, you know, I had to learn all that. So one of the ways I learned it through movies, so through television and just uh, observed how people react to certain certain things and how, how you know, uh, they use silence, they use emphasis on certain words, and they use uh, certain pitches on high and low tones. So, you know, that sort of helped me to develop uh, these skills, which I had, which I had uh, some some foundation on uh, through my work in my factory. Uh, so, Manoj, I'm, I'm so impressed by the way you modestly look back on, on your, your growth and say, well, these are the things that I knew I could use as a basis to improve my life. And and I went out and I figured out how to do it, which is not so simple. Yeah, it's not simple. But what I say is uh, to people that 
you know, once once you know where you are going and, you know, once you sort of start to break down the steps you need to take, uh, then uh, each step is simple enough to uh, to master or overcome. But if you look at the entire monolith and say, oh, you know, I'm a, I'm a nobody, I work in a factory and I want to be there. Uh, if you just look at the entire goal, yeah, I mean, it becomes huge, right? Like it's, you can't even take the first step uh, because you just think it's impossible. But when you break it down into step-by-step -step sort of a plan and then just work on the next step, then it becomes easier to to handle. Right, which which sounds very much like the engineering mindset. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, Manoj, what have been some of the resources that have, you have found most helpful when you as you have broken down your plan into steps, what have you found to be really helpful for growing different aspects of your own knowledge and what you what you needed to know in order to be a successful entrepreneur? Yeah. The very first thing is, you know, just observing other successful people. When And when I say successful people, I don't really mean money or property or whatever. It's more like, you know, whatever whatever your version of success is, so, uh, you know, uh, you need to look at other people who are at that level, at, at that uh, level of success. And this doesn't have to be, you know, face-to-face -face interaction. It could be somebody you uh, admire. It could be a, you know, significant uh, entrepreneur. It could be a therapist. It could be a sports person, whatever that is. Uh, and then you start to observe what, what did they do? What do they do in their life to propel themselves forward because believe it or not you know as we as we sort of realize as we go through life at the end of the day we are all similar we all go through similar challenges we all go through similar inner uh, talk about how good or bad or inadequate we are so you know when you talk to people you see that everybody has a similar story similar conditions it's just that people who sort of you know uh, say okay i'm going to use this story whatever has been uh, whatever cards have been dealt to me, I, I will use to the uh, best of my ability and then uh, build my life accordingly. And then you take examples and then sort of follow them as, as others did it and try to incorporate those habits, those beliefs, those skill sets into your life. And you can start to replicate their their success. And the other thing is now, once you know what you need to do, the next step is to acquire that knowledge. And acquiring that knowledge is all about you know, reading books, uh, looking at a more transformational uh, content, whether it's video, audio, audio books, or reading some blogs. You know, you, there is so much information available out there these days that there is no excuse for not taking action. And uh, you acquire that knowledge, you start to implement something, you fail initially, you, you know, you, you have terrible results, but then from those uh, mistakes you learn and then you improve yourself and you you keep going and you know slowly things start to take shape well said manuj fast forward to today who is your ideal client for tetra noodle my ideal client is a startup founder uh, generally they are they tend to be non technical uh, in their background so you know there's there's so much opportunity out there a lot of people have brilliant ideas for launching a startup but they don't know uh, what the next step is or how even if they figure out what the next step is, uh, generally they have a um, hard time building a, uh, a solid team with the experience. And so they tend to resort to, you know, uh, people who they know in their circle, which who may or may not be the right fit. And so they, they tend to settle basically. So what I do is I uh, work with these founders and sort of give them 
the exact roadmap based on their uh, their grand vision, their constraints, their timelines, uh, their resources, their funding. So I give them something customized uh, that they can implement. And now, uh, if they're happy, if they if they are self-sufficient, they can take that plan and implement it on their own. Or if they need any help, I can help them implement it as well. Now, th- does this plan focus specifically on technology, or is this plan something that is the underpinnings for every aspect of the business? Generally, I focus on technology and, uh, to some degree, uh, product market fit and marketing. As technology, obviously, that's my uh, you know that's my core strength, uh, core skill set. So I I know that inside out. But on the marketing side and the product market fit, I've had to learn it. Uh, you know, as as I said earlier, these were some of the skills that I didn't have. Uh, but then you know I slowly realized I need to learn something, and it's still a work in progress. But I I think I know uh, I have a you know, decent handle on what works, uh, what doesn't work, so I can help with that as well. Uh, so what's a, an example or a story of uh, the kind of startup that you've worked with and what kind of results they've gotten? Sure. So one of the startups, uh, you know, they were in real estate domain and there were two co-founders and they were both non-technical, um, but they were, I mean, they were very experienced business people, but they didn't uh, know much about technology. And they started a company and their product idea was so innovative, they actually pitched it to some uh, potential customers. And the customers said, okay, you know, not only we want to buy the product, we actually want to invest in it. So, you know, they they raised like a a tremendous amount of money, about $10 million, uh, even before the product was built. And so they, you know, they were quite happy. They were trying to implement uh, this technology and they ended up hiring somebody from their inner circle, uh, their network who had some background in technology, but they didn't have any experience in launching, building a product or launching it or finding the product market fit or, you know, building an actual product that actually serves uh, somebody's um, somebody's needs. And so they spent three years and about $10 million trying to build the technology and, and couldn't get anything off the ground. They had a little bit of uh, a system that seemed to work, but it didn't really scale. Uh, it had lots of uh, bugs. So the customers were unhappy, the investors were unhappy. And so, you know, at the end of the day, like the one of the founders, the situation got really stressful. So one founder left and the other one, uh, you know, he, he was trying to figure out, okay, you know, what to do next, salvage this company or try to rebuild it. And he, him and I, we, we, we go way back, you know, we worked together on a few projects like 10, 10 15 years ago or so. So he called me up and uh, asked me for help. I gave him some recommendations, and then he basically asked me to help me implement that. And within nine months, you know, we launched uh, three products, uh, which were based on exactly what the pro- market needed. And then those three projects started to generate revenue, and then it turned things around. And, and now the company is uh, is making decent revenue. That that's a great story. Mm-hmm. Um, so in this case, someone from the company knew you personally from from a long time ago yeah yeah how do companies that would benefit from your services typically hear about you well that's the golden uh, <laughs> question right um uh, as i said it's work in progress so you know right now i'm i'm working on multiple ways of spreading awareness and this conversation is part of it you know and um uh, th- there are so many ways uh, uh, people consume information and there's so much noise out there. It's very hard to get your uh, name out there and sort of uh, have it stick uh, in the minds of people. So 
rather than going a traditional route where you know you just uh, spend money on Facebook ads or Google ads, which I have tried uh, in the past as well, I'm trying to use uh, you know different medium like podcasting, like uh, you know um, webinars, uh, recording video series, and those type of things where. I don't have like a one-way communication. It's more like I don't like the fact that somebody clicks on the ad and then they still don't know who I am and what I'm capable of. It's more like I can present all these case studies. I can I can give them a lot of value even before they decide to spend even one cent on me. You know, that's the route I'm going, um, which is to provide value first. And then if uh, there is a fit, mutual fit, then we um, talk about business. Yeah, are, are there particular channels or particular aspects of media that you find work really well for you? Yeah, podcasting has been really great. You know, as I started in uh, February and it has opened a lot of doors. Uh, then obviously LinkedIn is another place where, uh, you know, since my business is primarily B2B, I uh, find a lot of um, like-minded people and leads on, on uh, LinkedIn. And uh, Facebook groups are really good for interaction, sort of they, they are handy for more intimate environment of group of people having similar discussions, helping each other out or, you know, just presenting their problems and just reaching out for, for, to other people for help. And so these are a few few things which I'm incorporating into my into my strategies. Sounds great. And um, what do you foresee in the time going forward in terms of uh like what's your game plan for for marketing and where do you see things uh, evolving? I think, uh, you know, the the key thing is that whatever I have tried, you know, providing more value upfront has been the, the by far the best uh, strategy. So moving forward, I'm just going to uh, think about how I can provide more value in different areas. So as I said, like I've been very much focused on technology but now, you know, I'm getting into other fundamental things like uh, providing some help on positive thinking, uh, growth mindset, because what I found was no matter how much, uh, you know, how much I talk about uh, different uh, strategies on how to implement technology, how to grow your business and, uh, you know, tactics for marketing, if uh, people don't have the right mindset, they don't have, uh, you know, a growth oriented uh, uh, frame uh, of reference. It doesn't really work. Even if they take action, you know, it doesn't really produce the right results. So I'm going to that level of uh, sort of providing help at the fundamental level of first fixing your mindset and then looking at anything else in terms of growth, uh, in terms of any tactics or strategies. Mm. And Manoj, what strategies work well for you when it comes to having the right mindset? You know, meditation, uh, mindfulness has helped me tremendously because as I said, you know, we are bombarded every day with a lot of stimulus, social media, email, video, television, and all that. So our minds get really muddy. It's kind of really hard to see things clearly. Not only uh, think, see things clearly outside, but see things clearly what is going on inside you. Because, you know, as we know, as entrepreneurs, there are 10 different opportunities that come across our our, our way every day. And, you know, we develop this uh, this uh, syndrome of uh, shiny object syndrome where we, uh, you know, we are jumping from one thing to another. And if we don't have the clarity and conviction that whatever path we have picked is the right one for us, you know, we just keep going back and forth in circles. And so quietening your mind and making a little bit more headspace in your mind, 
helps see things clearly. And, you know, once you see things clearly, then you can actually plan for it. You can actually, you know, execute on those uh, plans and uh, start to see the results. And if those results don't show up, at least you have much more clarity on where did you go wrong and you can course correct accordingly. Right. So this is actually a great combination of uh, of offerings that you have, which is the the mindset offering and also the technology offering. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Manuj, where do you see your business going forward? Well, uh, you know, now that I see that, uh, you know, I can help people uh, not only with their technology, but also, you know, let me step back. So when I when I work with a lot of founders, uh, many of them had tremendous success. You know, I shared one case study with you. And then what I noticed was after they attained their first goal, they actually, it did not feel um, satisfied. You know, they were always looking for the next goal and the next goal and the next goal. And so once again, you know, what I noticed was, and uh, this happened to me in my life as well, you know, once you attain one goal, you just keep going and you're never satisfied. And so if we start with the with the mindset and you have more clarity, what I found is, uh, you know, once you attain a goal, you actually understand how to celebrate that uh, win. And then the next goal doesn't become like a pursuit, a lustful pursuit of, uh, you know, everlasting success. It's more like, okay, now that I have attained this, now let me figure out what exactly will make me happy in the next phase. And then you go after that from the angle of attaining fulfillment, attaining happiness, rather than just attaining more money. And so uh, that gives me a lot of satisfaction when I see people, you know, come around and have this type of experience in their life. So uh, going going uh, in the future, what I really want to do is I actually want to incorporate this this mindset development and growth into what I offer people and uh, help them achieve their dreams through through mindset uh, development as well as technology implementation. Great combination, Manuj. If somebody wants to go deeper with anything we've discussed today or get in touch with you, where would they go? Um, just find me on LinkedIn. Uh, there are not many with my name, Manuj Agarwal, or visit my um, website, tetranoodle.com, or you can email me, Manuj at Tetranoodle. And by the way, uh, I have a free uh, video series, uh, which you know any startup founder will find immensely helpful. It has a you know, my 20 years of experience in it, you can go to innerget.com to sign up for that uh, video series. It's innerget, I-N-N-E-R-G-E-T.com. Great. And we will certainly include the URL for the free gift in the show notes. So if uh, you didn't catch it by listening, you can go to our show notes and pick that up. Manuj, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to join us today and share your insights. Um, you, you have a fabulous story. You've done so well. Um and achieve so much, and and I love I love the combination of uh, skill sets that you've developed, which are really unique. And I think anyone who is in the startup mode that has technology as part of it um, would be well served to have a conversation with you. So thank you so much, Manuj, for joining us today. My guest today has been Manuj Agarwal, the CEO and CTO of Tetra Noodle Technologies. Thank you again, Manuj, for joining us. Thank you so much, and thanks for your kind words as well. When you visit the Smashing the Plateau website at smashingtheplateau.com, you'll find a summary of each episode along with the links we mentioned on the show. Today, we learned how Manuj built a unique combination of technical and mindset skills. Please share this episode with friends and colleagues to help them smash the plateau. And remember, when you support our sponsors, 
You help us bring Smashing the Plateau to you for free. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode.